You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. Well, hello. So, thank, you, thank you for allowing me um, to be able to just say that. It's, it's really good. So for many of you, some of you don't know me at all. I mean, some people have arrived since I, I went away. So we, we've been on holiday for two weeks. We went to Malta and we've come back and had a great time. Thank you. Um, and as some of you know, um, so we also had a leak in our house and entertainment whilst we were away. Um, I'm very grateful to all our family and friends who got involved and actually met. So we, let's explain. We had a burst water pipe in our loft. It flooded a part of the house. God was very generous because the actual water, much of it went out of the house rather than into the house, which was good. Um, But our neighbors saw it. One heard water coming out. One decided to look in. How's this, right? God, just to show how God does things. And you never really understand, in a sense, why did this happen and all the rest of it. In one sense, it doesn't matter but how he, how he actually does things, okay? So, we left and we decided before we'd leave, we'd leave the wind, curtains at the front of the house open so that people, it didn't look like the house was, we were on holiday, um, but we'd close the back curtains to keep the house a bit warmer because we knew that cold weather was coming. When the, um, when the pipe burst and the water came into the house, okay, one neighbor heard the water running, the other one, heard some water and decided to look through the window into our lounge to see what was going on, if they could see anything. And we were talking to them yesterday and she said, it was a really good job you left the light on. And Anna and I went, we didn't leave a light, why would we leave a light on? Okay. And what it turns out is that one of our lamps was directly underneath where the water was running. And when the water fell on it, somehow, it fused it in such a way that it came on and not off. So the light came on and shone a spotlight on our back wall where the water was running down the wall. So she looked through the window, saw the water and started to do things, phone people up and so on, saying you've got water running down through your house. And this light was switched on by the water itself. How's that for God organizing things? Now we can't switch the light off unless we unplug it, but... It's amazing, isn't it? He does such incredible things, so many different things where he shows his love. But let's, let's, let's um, go back to the sermon then. Remember the words of the song. Okay. So, this is called the Survival Guide. Okay, the Christian Survival Guide. And we, we're doing this service because, or this series, because we knew from what everybody was saying this year was going to be challenging. So, again, we don't need to rehearse it all, but inflation, energy prices, war in Ukraine, all different types of things, strikes, shortages of medical professionals. Thank you to the medical professionals who are coming. We are very grateful. Okay. So, um, so all these types of things going on, and we knew, therefore, that this year would have its challenges. So the question is, how does a Christian face those challenges what is the appropriate response? Okay, so Clive, Clive um, had been studying John, and so he's taken passages out of John um, for us to, to, to do this study on. So I'll just read you the key passage, 
Um, Clive actually asked me to talk on verses um, John 14, verses 2 and 3, but I'll just to give it its context, I'm going to go to verse 6. So, let's just read that then. John 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, Father, we just come to you now. We pray that you would explain this to us. You'd show us what you want us to understand from this and how you want us to live our lives. We give ourselves to you. Lord, and for, for all the different times where we face challenges, where we face doubt, where we're afraid, where we're in pain, where things are scary, all those times, Lord, we want to do things your way. So help us, teach us today. Help us to walk your way. Amen. The key verses then are the ones two and three, where Jesus says this. In my father's house are many rooms, if it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Jesus is talking to his disciples just before his crucifixion. The evening before. So Judas has just gone. Judas has gone to betray Jesus. Jesus is now talking to his remaining friends, his closest friends. And he says to them something which would have shocked them. I am going away. I can't believe that any of them would have gone, oh yeah, I knew that was going to happen. They assumed that he was going to be there forever, in a sense. They hadn't really, I, I doubt if they thought about death and all that type of stuff. They were on a journey with him, and Jesus just was. He was there. Whenever they wanted to talk to him, he was there. And suddenly Jesus is now saying, I'm going away. Can you imagine how confusing that would have been? How, how their worldview and everything that they thought about was just suddenly shocked, shaken. They just had the Passover together. And here he is saying, I'm going to be betrayed and I'm going to leave you. How scary is that? How confusing is that? How baffling. Why? 
What? Why would you do that? Why would you leave us like this? Why would we get into that type of situation? We've followed you. We've given everything up. Why would you do that? So where does he start? Jesus starts by saying, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Now, I'm not being funny. I don't know about you, but I've been in a number of conversations where somebody has said, trust me. Now, the moment somebody says, trust me, you know they're saying something where you're going to go, I'm not certain I'm going to trust you in this. Because otherwise they wouldn't say it, would they? We say lots of things. Yeah? We don't start it with, trust me. So Jesus saying, trust me, means I'm going to tell you something that you're going to find hard to believe. And you are going to need to make a choice. Are you going to react in trust are you going to trust me or are you not? Now, I'm sure we've all been in situations like that. For me, the, the one that whenever I think about this, the one I remember is Anna and I actually went rock climbing once. OK, and it wasn't a very big face, but it was big enough. By the end of it, I was exhausted. OK, I did get over the top. I was very pleased, but um, the, the experience was interesting. However, once you'd got over the top, the guy, the instructor then said, right, now you can abseil down. <laughs> okay, that's about 50, 75 metres there, you know, it's quite feet. Well, it feels big anyway. So he said, all you have to do, tie the rope around yourself, you know, there's this knot, you get it in. Now just lean backwards and we'll hold you. That's easy, isn't it? Right, yeah, no, no, no. And of course, trust us, trust the equipment, trust them. You have to do this. You have to go, otherwise you can't abseil down, otherwise you just fall and you type of dangle and, and let you down with a rope. But that moment of choice where you go over the edge, now once you're over the edge and you're actually in the process, apart from losing control a little bit, it's, it's quite fun, actually. It's quite fun going, walking down a cliff. But, um, but going over that edge, trust me. Now, interestingly, I don't know about you, but one of the most common phrases that God uses to me when I'm crying out to him, he either says, do you trust me? Or just trust me. One is when I'm really whinging. Do you trust me? And one is when I'm a bit scared. And he says, trust me. So, on our holiday, when we heard the news that our house was filling up with water, what does God say? First of all, you're a bit stunned. But his response to me was, trust me. Okay. In this moment, when stuff is happening, will I trust or will I not? So let's ask the question, why should I trust? Why should we trust Jesus? Why should we trust God? Because I'm not being funny, everybody in this room has had bad things happen to them. We've all had experiences which we wish we hadn't had. 
People that we're close to have been hurt when we didn't want them to be hurt. We've been hurt when we didn't want to be hurt. So why would we trust him? Simply put, it's because he is absolutely trustworthy. And he never, ever promises that he will not find it difficult and that people will not get hurt. We live in a fallen world where sin is all around us. And I'm afraid horrible things happen. Jesus said these words hours before he was going to be crucified. He was saying, trust me, trust God. He was living what he was speaking. Because he was now, yes, he was God. And maybe he talked to God every minute, every day. But he was still a human being. And he knew he was going to be nailed to a cross. In a few minutes time, he's going to be saying to his father, is there any way we can do this differently? Doesn't stop us going to God, do we really have to do this? But when God said yes, what did Jesus say? Not my will, but your will be done. So how can we trust him? Well, one, he lived it. But two, he is here. How would you feel? How would you feel if Jesus, literally, you saw him, walked into the room and came up to you now? Just walk through the door. There's a wonderful song, isn't it? I can only imagine what my heart will feel when we see him face to face. How will I respond? But in these passages, what Jesus is saying is, I am with you. Not just in the future, not when you die, not just then, but now. In John 17, he expands it further. He expands it and he prays for us. Jesus prayed for you. He prayed for me. He prayed for us that we might be one and that we might be in the Father just as he was in the Father and that you know, we would have that intimacy of relationship and he states, and I will be in you. And in other passages in John, he explains about the Holy Spirit and the fact that the Holy Spirit is part of God. And it's all, if you read it in some ways, it's complicated, but there he is just trying to explain to the disciples how it works. He is going away, but he's not going away. He never, ever leaves any of us. You are never alone. One of the things I've heard, and one of the things that people say, I've heard people who are not Christians and in, in the, you know, the world's view, they say, there's no point loving people because they always leave you. They will always hurt you in the end. I've seen it on TV, heard people expound this. There's no point getting married because it will always end. And in one sense, they're correct. Death comes in and so on. But there's one relationship that never, ever ends. That death can't stop. That nothing can get in the way of. That nobody 
Nothing can stop being true. Jesus is with you wherever you go. And when you feel far from Jesus, he is not far from you. It's your emotions that feel that you are far from him. He is there. He is in you, listening, talking, encouraging, showing you the way. Unfortunately, I, I am deaf at times. When I get upset, I go deaf to Jesus. My emotion rises up, I get blocked out, and I lose it. I can't hear him. I'm privileged that there are times when I feel I actually hear him. When he speaks to me. He is real, he is with me, and I have to choose in that moment, am I going to run around going, I'm all alone? The world's terrible. No, and, and let's face it, I might be making it sound dramatic but, and, and you know, silly. But actually, in that moment, I hate flying. The only reason I've ever got on a plane is because um, when, I, well, one, Anna wanted to travel and say, let's go on a plane. The only reason I got on, though, was because God told me it'd be okay. He said you would never die on a plane. Okay. Does that make me feel good when turbulence happens? No. Do I still imagine dropping 10,000 feet? Absolutely. I have a choice at that moment. Am I going to allow this panic to overwhelm me? Am I going to allow this, this upset to rise up inside me? Or am I going to go, I trust you. It's okay. Come. Deep breath. Calm it down. Now let's get things back into proportion. Because Jesus is with me. He is with me. Now, it doesn't mean to say I won't get hurt at times. It doesn't mean to say bad things won't, won't happen. But he is with me. And what I've discovered is when I put my hand on Jesus, when I lean on him, and there are times he's given me images, he's given me a picture of a walking stick, he says, lean on me, lean on me. When I lean on him, he's always faithful. Even if my heart is breaking, he is there. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. And I promise you, it's the same for you. Not because I say so, but because he says so. It is. It is. No, that's... Fiona, you're right. So, how do we survive the Christian Survival Guide? The Christian Survival Guide is, when the going gets tough, lean on Jesus. Because he is there. He is always with us. He has promised to be with us. Now, I don't know if you remember, right? But back in November, I gave a sermon and I gave you, uh, I never remember the, the, the words, where the letters spell out. Uh, thank you, an acronym. And the acronym that I, I chose was trust. Clive, when we started this series, spoke about trusting Jesus, right? But let me remind you what trust 
trust stands for, or in mine, in my little bit. So when the going gets tough, remember trust. T, talk to Jesus. Don't go silent on him. And my dad, the way he handled any difficulty, any relationship difficulty, was to shut up. He just went silent. If possible, leave the room. Okay? Anna, when I first, um, we first got married and I started to do that, would effectively chase me around the house going, we are going to talk about this. Even if I didn't want to. And she's taught me that the best thing to do is talk. We can shut up on Jesus. Just refuse to talk to him. Sulk. That's the reality of it. Didn't get what I want, I'm going to sulk. But if we're going to trust, the starting point is to talk. And if you're in pain, talk to him. If you're in doubt, talk to him. Tell him you're doubting. If you're scared, say, I'm scared. Just say it as it is. You don't need to pretend. He knows how it is. He's inside you. Say it as it is. Talk to him. Remember that whatever's happened before, okay, if bad things have happened before, it doesn't mean to say it's going to be a bad thing now. And similarly, Jesus used the illustration. Why did he, t- why did he say when he said, trust me, I'm going you know, to my father. Why does he start talking? In, they'd, they'd have seen the picture of death. Because what is the biggest fear we all have? Anna's going to die. I'm going to die. Somebody else is going to die. It's all going to be horrible. They're going to go. I'm never going to see them again. I'm going to lose them. Jesus decided, well, let's start with a big one. I'm going to ask you to trust me. And I want you to trust me enough that you could die for me. And it's still going to be okay. So whatever's happened in your life, whatever awful things, and I'm not minimizing in any way anybody's terrible experiences. How do we go on? Even if you die, he'll be there. And he's, he's got a room for you. There is space for you. It is not that you are too bad, too terrible, too awful, too rubbish, too much of a failure. Whatever Satan says, there is always room. He wouldn't. He said so. He's told us so. So you can let go of any bad things in the past. Concentrate on the moment. Let God, let Jesus be in charge. Jesus and you have a special relationship. So, trust. T. Talk. R. Forget it. Release the past. Let go of it. You. You are unique. Jesus knows you're unique. His relationship with you is unique. He loves you. He cares for you. You are special to him. What he says to you, he says to you. He loves you from the bottom of his heart. He loves me from the bottom of his heart. As he put it, if you're a father, 
and your son comes and asks you for bread, will you give him a stone? He knows. He knows. He loves you. He knows all about you. You and he have a unique relationship. Trust him. S. Jesus is God. There is no greater power, no more powerful being in the universe, in the whole of creation, outside of creation. There is no, nothing that can separate you from Jesus. Except one thing. You. You can turn your back on him. He will never turn his back on you. And even if all you do is just reach out with a ten feeblest of touches, he will respond. He is strong, he is safe, he is secure. And then the final T, he will not let you down. Things might not turn out the way we want it, but he not let you down he has never let me down I've been a Christian now what is it now um, 43 years he has never let me down once and uh, we could go throughout there's loads of people in this room if you ask them has Jesus ever let you down the answer would be no you might not get all you want but he never lets you down trust you can trust him because he's there because he said you can trust him no no T that's good yeah yeah okay thank you so talk to Jesus let release let go of the past your relationship is unique Jesus is safe and strong the last thing is, he is true. Okay? He is totally true to his word. He won't let it go. Thank you. Okay. So, Father, thank you that in whatever we face this year, good, bad, challenging, scary, whatever it is, the birth of a new child, Lord, whatever we face, we can trust you because of who you are and because you are with us. And as we prayed at the beginning, Lord, help us to choose that. Now, Holy Spirit, please, for everybody in this room, for everybody you know, in the orbit of the church, May we choose to trust you. Help us, Lord. Amen.